Welcome to Fables of Our Deconstruction, a podcast where we examine our systems of faith and culture together as we grow as people. I'm your host, Dylan. If you like what you hear, check me out at patreon.com slash Dylan. If you'd like to be on a future episode, leave me a message at 515-318-7569 or find Fables of Our Deconstruction on Anchor FM and leave me a voice message. Leave your name, otherwise I will keep you anonymous. Let's get into this. Okay, so before we get started, I want to announce that I'm nearly finished with my comic series, Champions. I'll be kickstarting it, uh, the a print of all six issues pretty soon here, so keep your eyes and ears open for that. I'm going to link below to a spot where you can pick all four previous issues if you're interested in that. Also, if you follow my Substack or are my patron, I do have avenues to getting free content. So just poke around or become a patron right now and join the Brimstone Order. Alright, so recently, a listener asked if I had finished any of my series yet, and aside from my finished series on Ken Ham's book Begin, I have not wrapped up most of the series I have started. Guilty as charged. It's somewhat intentional because I have so much going on, but also in order to do my best. Uh, So I want to lock us into our next deep dive. Next week on Fables, we are diving into Lilith, the first succubus. Maybe the first demon. We'll see what we learn. But before we can visit her, I need to share my opinion on demons writ large. I do not believe in demons. Growing up in a somewhat evangelical ELCA Lutheran church, there wasn't a load of talk of demons. But there was plenty of pressure that the devil orchestrates evil and puts us off the path of Jesus. As I said in previous episodes on Lucifer... The devil barely appears in the Bible. There's scant room for the lurking red, cloven-hooved fiend from the Renaissance art depictions. Literally, if you sit down with the Bible, you'll be disappointed in the lack of connections between the snake in Genesis and the adversary that appears in Ezekiel, Isaiah, Job, or Luke. It's a sort of fan fiction based on fan fiction that leads us to the ideas that we have from books like The Divine Comedy and Paradise Lost. In my opinion, devils and demons are devices of the church to heighten guilt. However, my experience goes deeper than that. In a religious upbringing, there's a connotation that all supposedly evil acts stem from the devil. And anything anyone can claim as good is an act of God. There was faith-based pressure coming from within me and around me that reminded me that I'm constantly fighting with evil. Fighting with demons! even if I can't see them. It was a fantasy that built my adolescence in a world of black and white thinking. Even now, I struggle to see the swirls of gray that exist in our morality. I have to slow down and think about things. My relationship to demons didn't end there. As I grew up with the early internet, as I explored the paranormal movements and concepts of other religions, I encountered the ideas of demons too. 
My ghost hunting friends would be quick to tell you that some of the things they're convinced they might encounter aren't lost loved ones, but demons masquerading as them. The problem the ghost hunter encounters is twofold. First, they lack a rigorous test to verify that anything supernatural has taken place. Next, they struggle to agree on how you know the so-called entity is indeed a demon. It's all very muddy. These issues exist with electronic voice phenomena known as EVP, photographs of blurry blobs, supposed interactions with creatures, and even Ouija boards. As the Coast to Coast AM listening spiritualist will tell you, Ouija boards are just the devil in disguise. As a matter of fact, they happen to agree with my Lutheran confirmation counselor that Ouija boards are so evil that you must never touch one. Burn it! Don't throw it out, but never touch it, lest the devil receives you. They'll throw around concepts like leaving a door open or that you're making a connection with something vile. Both the woo-woo professor and the religious leader will be more than ready to join the conspiracy theory that Hasbro wants to sell your soul to Satan, and that's why they want you to buy their so-called toy. The fun doesn't stop there. Bigfooters, cryptozoologists, and UFO enthusiasts all have their share of demons. Whether it's explaining away the close encounters like Whitley Strieber's communion, or connecting dots between things that scuttle through the woods, these folks also have their insiders who can assure you that it is all the devil. Lights in the sky changing shapes? Demons. Blurry shape in the wood became an owl? Demon! It is all very medieval to me. And like the ghost hunters, each of these groups have no consensus on what constitutes evidence of their claim or how to tell the evil counterpart. Just like it was in the 1400s, it seems like the devil has a greater hold on this world than God which really begs the question who the real superpower is. But that's a digression for another time. To me, the reality of devils and demons is truly a metaphor for humans fighting against their evolved instincts. Tribalism helped keep us alive, but could be harmful to outside groups. Magical thinking, like its kin, tribalism can keep us from being eaten, although in modern times, it can be the thing that consumes us. It seems to me the best concept of personified evil is the idea that we strive to push ourselves towards more collectively working, empathic people, although we bear the baggage of what got us here. When I look at these collections of paranormal groups, I see two issues. Two issues aside from the clear multitude of other issues, but the first issue is that there's so little evidence crafting the worlds of religion, spirituality, and their ilk that they create their own demons. When your grandmother comes through a Ouija board and gets your middle name wrong, it's not a demon pretending to be your grandmother. When a creature in the woods morphs into an animal that's not Satan turning into Bigfoot, it is most likely a gap in both human comprehension and hot or cold reading. The thing in the forest was most likely always an owl, and the parts of human perception that put together faces in our minds likely fooled you. It fools us all. The reason Grandma forgot your middle name is most likely because the other folks at the Ouija table forgot or didn't know your middle name. Groups can prime one another with expectations and information all the time, and in doing so, they can create convincing outcomes that work until, well, they don't. I'm not convinced it's the devil. The second issue at hand is magical thinking to thwart outsiders. Paranormal enthusiasts don't want to be wrong. 
even if being wrong is the gateway to being more right, it can sting. If a group can sharpen a point and jab it at you, warning of evil, it can more readily stay insulated from scrutiny. If you fiddle around in the cemetery wrong, you might get a demon! That's a good way to prime your prospective ghost hunter to build a narrative of their experience and build it in your way. Sure, paranormal enthusiasts aren't likely to be as harmful as churches, but I insist, wherever you're told monsters lie is whatever deserves the most scrutiny. If they can't bring you a demon screaming and kicking out of their magic jars, they don't have one. It has been my growing understanding that wherever someone claims evil to exist lies a grain of truth. In some circumstances, devils and demons hold a power of truth and understanding. And in these instances, like a snake with an apple, I think they're often the real hero of the story. That's why my community is the brimstone odor, after all. We seek truth community and better understanding. So throw up your horns and be yourself. Oh, and before we wrap up, I received a message asking me what happened to Fable 26. I assure you, there is a Fable 26. I'm not hiding anything from you. Quit googling the 26 conspiracy. This has been Fables of Our Deconstruction. Fables of Our Deconstruction is created by me, Dylan Jacobson. Please like and review Fables wherever you get your podcasts, and join my community, The Brimstone Order, at patreon.com slash dylan. I'd like to thank Apes of the State for the use of their song, Moments a Year From Now, as my intro and outro, and remember, you're never alone. We are in this together. 